Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by Paul Gallagher, who's better known as a voice of value for our first recent podcast of 2020. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, great. Lovely to be back in the saddle again. Looking forward to it. Did you enjoy your little break over the festive period? I did, yeah. Um, I've put on a pile of weight. Let's <laughs> say about that, the better. Yeah, my diet starts on Monday again. I think that's the third Monday in a row that it's going to start. So <laughs> fingers crossed we get off and running uh, this week. Um, so before we get started this week, um, if you've been listening to our regular football podcast, you'll know that we are partnering uh, with Who Knows Wins on all our podcasts now. Um, Who Knows Wins is a brand new social betting app where you can bet against your friends and not the bookie. So if you're in a WhatsApp group or if you're at Date the race from your friends. It's a great way to have a fun bet against each other and see who picks the most winners. I know you've got a very competitive WhatsApp group that you're a member of, Paul. I have indeed, Jen. They mock me mercilessly when I don't <laughs> pick winners in this pod. So, yeah, all the saying hello, gentlemen. Well, time to put your money where your mouth is. Um, we've set up a competition for tomorrow featuring the seven live races on ITV that we're going to talk about today. And obviously we're inviting everyone who listens to the podcast to get involved. And you've put your selections in there already. So your neck is on the line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's I think actually it's quite a good a good concept for the app um, where you can just you get a wee, bit of, um, a wee bit of banter going with your group, you know, without having to... Um, pick seven winners, you know, every Saturday um, to actually make some cash, and uh, you get the bragging rights at the other end of it if you can beat whoever else is in the uh, in the pot with you. Indeed, and if you win our pot, you of course get a, a mention on the famous Gambler podcast as well. So what's not to like? Yeah. Um, so this week it's a it's a two pound buy-in, and as you say, it's uh, the person with the most points takes the biggest chunk of the pot so if you want to get involved in that please do so just go to the apple app store or the google play store and have a search for who knows wins download the app and have a look on our twitter feed where we'll provide a link to join the competition for tomorrow and as you'd guess the more people that that take part the bigger the prize pot will be so please do get involved if you've if you've got a chance to be a bit of fun for a saturday afternoon so, on to the serious business of the tips for the weekend, and obviously we'll be covering the, the seven races on ITV that will feature on the Who Knows Wins app, so hopefully Paul will be able to give you a bit of a steer on what you should and shouldn't be selecting. Um, and having a look at it, Paul, it's just 55 days until Cheltenham, so things are starting to get a bit serious now. Yeah, we're getting into the business end of the season now, it's absolutely brilliant, so most most of the big horses will probably just have maybe one more prep race before Cheltenham, and then... Um, and it'll be it'll be all systems go. Yeah, can't wait. Um, so first up tomorrow on ITV. In fact, it's ITV four tomorrow is the one fifty at Ascot. Yeah, um, quite an interesting race. This one actually. Um, when I looked at it at first, I thought um, Magic of Light should be clear favourite, but when you dig a wee bit deeper into the form, um, Papagana has has got some claims that that is the favourite in most bookies, and Sensualano as well has arguably got a shout um, but I think Magic Light is still overpriced um, you're getting 11 to 4 with William Hill at the moment and I think that's a very fair price um, a lot of listeners might remember Magic of Light was second in the Grand National um, in April at 66 to 1 and gave Tiger Roller a decent run for his money um, 
she is a mare as well, which is quite interesting. Um, this is a mare's only race, uh, but it's not often you see mares doing well in the Grand National. This mm-hmm. is a race, so it's a very different kind of um, challenge. Um, but Magic of Light's a good bit lower in the handicap um, over over hurdles. Um, so I, I just think, on paper, it looks like she's quite closely matched with Papagana and Central Annual, like on their official marks. But actually, when you dig into it and you compare what Magic Light's done over fences, um, I think she has got the edge over them. And she won this race last year as well, which is something to note, course and distance form, which we, we know we like. We always like that, yep. Absolutely. And the heavy ground shouldn't be too much of a problem for her. Um, plenty of form on soft um, and bits and pieces if you go back far enough on heavy as well. So I'm not too concerned about that um, and we know she's got the stamina finishing second in the Grand National so this is a much shorter race it's only three miles but uh, she'll get home so I just thought 11 to 4 was too big a price I'd have her closer to 2 to 1 or something like that Okay so it's a bit of a value bet from your point of view That's it it was quite a lot of those today or, um, on Saturday um, I've got a tip in all seven races as, as you mentioned earlier um, and it's just about finding the just about finding the, the little edge because um, they're all quite competitive and quite small fields, so I'm just that's what I'm looking for. It's all about finding the value, which one maybe is a little bit um, too big, and also make sure you shop around as well because um, the prices can can differ quite wildly. Yeah. Okay. So Magic of Light in the first, which is the one fifty at Ascot. Next up, we're crossing over to Haydock in the two hundred five. Just four runners here in this one. Yep. Yeah, similar story here. Um, small field, so it's it's the win bet we're looking for. Um, and also who's got the value. It's heavy ground here as well, so heavy ground that Haydock, as racing fans will know, is, you know, Haydock's almost famous for having soft and heavy ground all the time when everyone else has uh, got nice, good racing ground. So it will be it will be quite deep. Um, so you, you do want to find one that's got decent form on that sort of surface, um, first and foremost. There's not much between the four of these to go on, uh, truth be told. Um, the one that I thought was decent value um, is a, a young progressive horse called Stolen Silver um, from Nigel Twist and Davis Stable. Um, it won two starts ago on soft ground and it was beaten at Cheltenham last time out by decent horse from Nicky Henderson's yards, uh, Chantry House, and it, was, it wasn't beaten too far. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think the, the fact that it won nicely on soft ground the, the time before that is... Is a, a good point in its favour, and I thought the other two ahead of it in the market were, were pretty um, risky at shorter prices. So I'm just again looking for the value of stolen silver, four to uh, one, I think, or five to one, in fact. Sorry. Yeah, to kind of what the prices earlier on, it was eight to one. So there's obviously been a wee bit of money for for stolen silver already. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't see that earlier. Um, so uh, there's obviously someone like these with me. Um, <laughs> not, not very often that arms, to be fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so Stolen Silver in the 205. Uh, back to Ascot for our 225, and it's a French horse that heads the market pick, Teori. Yeah, that's an interesting horse. Actually, I think I tipped that one before um, a while back. Uh May actually been in Cheltenham last year, I think. Um, it's a French import for um, Paul Nichols. Um, he usually does very well with French imports. So I think I tipped it as an outside shot in the Triumph hurdle. It finished down the field. Um, and then the only run it's had since then was it went back over to France. 
uh, for a run and a, a grade one hurdle over there and was well beaten as well. In fact, it fell. Um, so it's hard to say whether it would have, it would have won or not. It fell fairly early on. But um, I can't have that as the favourite year. Three to one, far too short. Um, bold plans got some decent decent form in the past, including some on softer and, and heavier ground. So that's definitely one to keep in mind. Um, but the one I liked at bigger odds is a horse called Song for Someone, which I think we've tipped previously um, yeah. on the website or on, on the podcast. I can't remember which. <laughs> but um, it's got good form on soft and heavy ground. It was third last time out on heavy at Sandown um, in what's a, a fairly decent race. Um, so I quite like the look of that one. Um, in a race where not a lot of them will have form on this sort of surface and not all of them are progressive and I think Song for Someone looks like a five-year-old horse that is, um, that's on the improve and could do- go pretty well and you're actually, you you could get an each-way price about it as well. Um, if the, I think there's eight runners in this and if they all stay in, um, then you'll get a nice three places each way so that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, see it likes of that bet, then would you wait till nearer the off to make sure that eight are running before taking each way bet on it? I probably would. Um, it depends on the particular horse and whether I think there's going to be a big gamble on it. Mm-hmm. Um, don't imagine, I don't think there's going to be a huge punt on this one. Uh, so I probably would wait until the morning anyway to see if all the horses have eaten up and they're, you know that none of them have woken up lame or whatever. Um, if I thought there was going to, it was going to start off much shorter and there might be a gamble overnight, I'd probably just take the price each way and hope for the best. Um, I mean, obviously, if one comes out, you're still getting first and second. It's not brilliant, but um, yeah, that's probably the way I would play it. Okay, so song for someone currently eight to one. I see bet three six five in Unibet. Um, yeah. On an each way bet, potentially assuming all eight stay in tomorrow. Yeah, I just like it because um, there's there's so few of them in this that have got solid um, form and softer heavy ground, and uh, it's a progressive horse. I good value that one. Okay, so we're back across to Haydock for the next, which is the two forty, the Peter Marsh handicap steeplechase, and ten down to run in this at the moment. Yeah, ten down to run. Um, there's one or two that are declared elsewhere, but. Um, uh, should be okay for the each wave element of this race. Um, again, heavy ground is something we really need to take into account. Haydock, um, definitely red is an obvious one. Um, it's carrying top weight. It doesn't mind soft and heavy ground. Uh, it's definitely the quality horse in this race. And I think when you find a quality horse in a handicap, you always have to give it respect. And the, the sort of rule of thumb is that um, class overcomes weight in handicaps. So... Mm-hmm. You know, if you get a classy horse weighted against um, less lesser sorts, then the, the, you expect that the class would shine through. It doesn't always work out like that, but that's that's the rule of thumb, and, and I go along with that. I think that's probably fair. So I would think definitely red should be there or thereabouts. Um, but the price is a little bit too short. I think there's a sort of six to one floating about for definitely red, maybe a wee bit of thirteen to two. Um, but the one that I thought looked um, a really interesting prospect for this race was a horse called Geronimo um, trained by Sandy Thompson and it's actually ridden by Ryan Mania who listeners might remember won the the Grand National National a few years ago and then retired and he's come back from retirement now um, which is pretty cool so he rode the horse last time and it seemed to improve 
um, went quite well at Newcastle, won, and that was soft ground in December. Um, it's gone up five pounds, but that's probably fair. And although it's a nine-year-old, I think um, it potentially could improve again, or, or at least maintain that form, which would, I think would be enough to at least get it into a place here, um, knowing that the conditions are, are going to suit. Um, he was, Geronimo was, uh, just, sorry, just looking back here, yeah, he won at air, um, having to go back to 2018, um, on heavy ground, um, off, a, off a lower mark, but he definitely handles the, the heavy ground, so I think he's the one I, I quite fancy, it's a solid each way bet against the field. Any word for vintage clouds in this one? Yeah, just getting a bit old now. I mean, not certainly not past his best, but it's never really, um, he's never really fulfilled his potential. Almost, you know, he's a mm. kind of nearly horse placed at the Cheltenham Festival and um, run okay in Scottish Grand Nationals, um, that sort of stuff. But you know, just and very much a nearly horse, and uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't fancy him to win this, to be honest. And he's He's kind of reached his potential and, and gone past it. Okay. Okay, so it's Geronimo for you and the 240 at Haydock. Uh, next up is the 3 o'clock at Ascot and another interesting race with, well, 11 runners down for the Bet365 handicap steeplechase. Yeah, this is the one that I think is probably the most competitive race of the day and there's a good few that have got chances in it. Um, it will be run over just just about just over two and a half miles, um, and as I say, it's heavy ground again. Um, I, I do quite fancy the Venetia Williams trained favourite. It's called Espoir de Guy. Um, I think I've tipped that actually recently when it won. Um, it's uh, I've got the perfect profile for the race. Um, won on heavy ground last time out um, over a similar distance. Um, it's Seems to be a progressive horse, still fairly young, six years old. Just, you know, definitely deserves to be favourite. Um, Happy Diva, second favourite. Likewise, decent form, course and distance winner. Won't mind the soft um, ground. You know, just definitely a, a, an obvious one. But I thought the one that I was going to go for was a horse called Sam's Adventure, um, who will relish this sort of surface. Um, and I just thought it was looked like it probably had a bit of improvement still to come. Jack Tudor is a, a decent young jockey who's taken off seven pounds, um, which in, in these sort of conditions could be absolutely brilliant uh, mm-hmm. for the horse. Um, and you know I think he's probably good value for that claim. So he's the one I'm going to side with, and you're getting a decent each way price, fifteen to two, with our friends at Racebets. Um, the last time I checked, so. If you can still get that sort of price, because other firms are a bit smaller in Sam's Adventure, but if you can get 15 to 2, I think that's a crack in each way bet. Um, but again, I wouldn't put people off. If they fancy Espoir the Gee or Happy Diva, then you know by all means don't let me put you off. But I'm, I'm going for each way value in Sam's Adventure. Yeah, I see Sam's Adventure's got decent form in these conditions. Yeah, that's exactly it. You, you, can't emphasise it enough on days like this when it is heavy ground, places like Haydock and Ascot. Um, you, you've got to take account of that. Um, it's not the be-all and end-all, but you do, if you're looking through and trying to find the one, you've got to try and find one that's won on at least soft ground in the past, um, and ideally ideally heavy, and it's, he's all about this, Sam's adventure, so that's that's big factor. Okay, fingers crossed the £7 can make a difference as well over the distance. Um, so Sam's adventure and the... Uh, Three o'clock at Haydock. That takes us to our last race at 
sorry, the three o'clock at Ascot. That yeah, takes us to the last. There. You're, in, you're, in, you're, in a, you're in a good flow, but anyway. <laughs> that takes us to our, our last televised race from Haydock, which is the three fifteen and the Unibet hurdle. Yeah, um, I won't waste a ton of time on this, except to say um, Pentland Hills is probably a fair enough favourite, um, having won at Cheltenham. Um, Last day, the last festival, but does he really want soft, heavy ground? I don't think so. Um, Darasso is an improving one coming across from Ireland for, for Joseph O'Brien. Um, he's not just sending him across for a day out, so he'll, he'll be looks competitive. Um, but the one I think is it should be a much shorter price and arguably should be favourite uh, is a horse called Cornerstone Lad. So, Cornerstone Lad. One last time out at Newcastle um, in the Fighting Fifth, which is a grade one race, um, beating the famous Bouverdeer, who's won multiple champion hurdles and is a class act. Yep. Bouverdeer possibly didn't have his best day, but it wasn't a total you know, shambles. He was only he was only beating a short head and it made a, made a, a race of it. Um, it's the horseback in third that I think gives it some credibility, that silver streak who's quite a high-rated um, two-mile hurdler um, who's been running fine this this season, uh, a win and a second um, either side of that third-place finish at Newcastle. So for me, that form in the fighting fifth is absolutely fine. Um, it's on heavy ground, so you can tick that box as well. And I think Cornerstone Lad, maybe just because he's from a smaller stable um, and people were uh, maybe just knocking that form a wee bit last time out. I'm not, and I think um, he should be favourite here. I think he's going to get nine to two with race bets, which is uh, far too big. So that's definitely the bet for me. And again, another one that looks like it will enjoy the underfoot conditions. Yeah, and that's it. You've got Certainly. to take an account, and and it may well be the case that um, you know this is Cornerstone Lad's big day in a sense, or you know, whereas Pentland Hills has probably been aimed at the festival again. And um, mm. likewise, even although Joseph O'Brien sending his horse across. Um, ultimately they're probably thinking I wonder if this horse is good enough for champion hurdle and they'll be aiming it for that whereas Cornerstone Lad probably Mickey Hammonds the trainer probably realises if it's good ground or good to soft when it comes to Cheltenham and champion hurdle day he's got no chance but if he can pick up a few of these um, grade ones and grade twos on heavy ground during the winter then absolutely happy days for the owners so I think they'll be primed and ready to go and interesting that some because have gotten priced as the outsider of the four yeah, I just I, that was I just couldn't believe it, and I'm scrolling down, going, "All right, just one of those ones. Maybe I've got it wrong, um, but I, I'm willing to take the chance." Yeah, especially when there are only four runners. So cornerstone lad at four to one in the three fifty. Yeah, I, I think there was nine nine to two with race bets. If it's still available, Sorry, um, yeah. if if people can get that, then go for it. But uh, yeah, general four to one is widely available. Okay, that takes us on to the last and arguably the most intriguing race of the day, um, which sees Defeat de Soy and Do De So lock horns again. Yeah, um, this this should be a cracker. Um, they they we both met last time in the Tingle Creek, um, which was a cracking race. Um, Defi just won by um, a neck, but there wasn't much in it at all, and. I think the factor that will be slightly different today um, is it's proper heavy ground. Um, 
which Indersoe has proven over the last six, seven years, however long he's been at the top level, that is heavy ground is no problem for him at all. He's a course and distance winner as well. Um, Defi, I think, would probably prefer it um, good to soft, soft rather than than heavy. Um, so, in fact, I'm just looking through Defi de Soy's form to see if he's ever run on heavy. He hasn't. Um, so that would be if I was um, Philip Hobbs um, or JP McManus, I'd be slightly concerned about that, putting them into this race. Um, and I just think there's not much between the two. Um, so it's almost a coin toss. Um, I think the other three are too far behind. I think you can rule them out. Famous last words now, Jimmy mm-hmm. Kelp probably win. But anyway, um, so just purely on the prices and the fact that Undeso will be rock solid on, on heavy ground, I'm going for Undeso. Okay, and Undeso is priced up. What, about 64 at the moment? Yeah, 64. And that, that'll absolutely delight the uh, the boys in my racing WhatsApp group because I've written Daffy the Soil for a few times in the past. <laughs> it's back to, Go back to the so, yeah. Well, it may well be the horse that you're waiting for to win the, the Who Knows Wins competition as well. So, fingers crossed for that one. Yeah. Okay, can you just <laughs> give us a quick recap then of the seven races and the tips for each? I can indeed. So... Um, in chronological order, Ascot 150, Magic of Light 11 to 4 with William Hill. Haydock 205, Stolen Silver, and that's also a win bet, and that's 5 to 1 with Unibet. Ascot 225, Song for Someone, that's an each way bet, and it's 8 to 1 with Bet 365. Haydock 240, Geronimo. Um, also an each way bet 13 to 2 with Paddy Power I should have said earlier Paddy Power are paying 4 places in that race and so are bet uh, sorry so are Betfair so take advantage um, Ascot 3 o'clock Sam's Adventure and that's an each way bet at 15 to 2 with race bets and then Haydock 3.15 Cornerstone Lad that's a win bet at 9 to 2 also with race bets finally Last race of the day on the on ITV, and it's Ascot three thirty five Undeso uh, win bet at six to four with William Hill. I think that's the best price. Good stuff. Now, if you're looking for some football tips for the weekend, make sure you don't miss Greg's tips on the football podcast. Uh, his first tip is in the Rangers Eastern Rail match tonight, which kicks off at seven forty five. So make sure you catch that before it's too late. As ever, please feel free to drop to get in touch. Uh, if you have any feedback, any ideas or tips for us, you can do so by email at hello at gambler.co.uk or via Twitter, where our handle is at gamblertips. And remember, you can follow Paul on Twitter too. His handle is at the voice of value. That's us for another week. We'll be back next Saturday ahead of Festival Trials Day at Cheltenham, which is live on ITV. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Good luck with your bets. And thanks to Paul for his tips today. Thanks very much. Good luck to everyone.